You know, it's an amazing thing sometimes when you hear Christians talking with one another about the problems they have and the difficulties and the, the worries and the anxiety and, and how much we need comfort and all of this. I ran across the survey one time by some psychologist that says 40% of the things that we worry about that our anxiety focuses upon will never happen. That's 40%. 30% of the things that our anxiety is focused on are about the past that can't be changed. It's over and done with. You've already done that, said that. You can't take that back. 12% are about the criticism of others, which you have no control over. So we're now up to 82% of the things that we get anxious about. We've not been able to do anything. And on top of that, there's another 10% of the things that we get anxious about are our health. And you know what getting anxious about your health does? It makes your health worse. That's 92% so far of the things that we get anxious about. Now, the good news of this survey was that 8% of the things that we get anxious about are things that we can actually face and do something with. 8%. Turn with me if you first Peter, the first chapter. Because I think Peter has something to say to those of us that sit and work those of us that are anxious. He gives us some great comfort. He said, First Peter 1, I'm looking at starting with verse 3. We shouldn't be worrying about these 92% because according to verse 3, well, let me just read 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. Peter says, folks, as Christians, we've experienced God's mercy already. He has looked at us as sinful, as wicked as we are, and as mistake-prone as we are, and has, Peter described it, abundant mercy. He's going to take care of those things in the past that can't be changed. He's going to take care of those criticisms by other people because of his abundant mercy. But not only do we have abundant mercy, if you'll go on in that verse just a little bit farther, he's begotten us again. We've been born again. And what the concept of biblical being born again means is you get another shot at it. You get another chance. 
You've messed up the first chance. But you've been born again. We've been born again to the great and wonderful blessing of having God as our Father. And he tells us as we go on through that, he's begotten us again to a living hope. A living hope. You ever hope for something and not get it? And you hope and you hope and you hope. I I just can't imagine the pain that that parents down in Florida must be feeling of those teenage boys that went out in that boat when they weren't supposed to and the boat flipped and for five days I can't imagine that pain that misery that awfulness and that dying of the hope after five days the Coast Guard said tonight we're sorry we can't keep searching there's no chance they're still alive and your hope dies and then you have to come to grips with the fact that my 14 year old son will never graduate from high school never get married never have children I'll never be able to pick a grandchild up and put them on my lap living hope is what we have though that never dies. We have the hope of heaven that's purchased for us by Christ because we've been born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I know that I'm going to be raised again. That's my living hope because Jesus was raised again. That's the hope that we can have when we get down and we get discouraged and we get frustrated and the comfort that we can gain from the fact of knowing that we have a living hope. But it doesn't stop there. It gets even better. He says in verse 4, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that doesn't fade away, reserved in heaven for you. We have a guaranteed inheritance in heaven. A guaranteed inheritance. You ever get a guarantee? You know, you go buy a used car. They'll give you a guarantee. And what that guarantee usually amounts to is it'll still be running when it leaves the lot. And maybe a little while longer. But we'll fight you for every dollar after that. Some guarantees aren't worth anything. Nothing at all. But this is an inheritance that does not fade away, that's reserved in heaven for you and for me by God himself. That reservation has been made. Jessica, as most of you know, was a, was a travel agent for a few years and make a trip. She just drives her crazy if we don't have reservations at every place we think we're going to stop on the whole trip. And I keep telling her, 
Our name's Treadway. We never follow the path. We'll get going down the road and see a sign and say, wow, that looks interesting. Let's go over there and take a look at that. And then we get back and we're a hundred miles from where our reservation is. And sometimes you get there and you didn't make it a guaranteed reservation. And you walk in and say, hi, I'm Don Treadway. I'd like my room key. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but it's we've rented that out already. And there's probably not another room, maybe 75 miles down the road. Was there some kind of conference in town? Terrible. But we have a guaranteed reservation in heaven for you. For you. And we're kept in this life as well as in the next life, by the power of God through faith. Verse 5. Sometimes you get knocked down by life. Sometimes things can overwhelm us. Sometimes we can get so discouraged that we just want to give up. But we're kept by the power of God through faith. We don't need to ever give up. We don't need any more comfort than what we already have. You think about it. Christians need comfort? Why? What we need is to open the book and read it and apply it to our life and obey it. Because this says we're kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. We have that kind of comfort and that kind of strength. We've been blessed beyond belief by what Jesus has already done for us. And when we think about all that he's going to do the rest of our life in keeping us and providing for us, how wonderful it is to be a child of God. Do you need to come home tonight? This is your opportunity. That reservation's waiting while we stand and while we sing.